This is episode 228 of Bleak and Review. Tonight's guests, Nat Baymel and Eric Barnes. Plus, eccentric billionaires Thurston Rothschild III and J.G. Pennyfuck stop by. All this, only on Bleak and Review. The podcast. Because that is indeed what this medium is. Podcasting. The medium of podcasting. It began so many years ago with a little show called Serial. According to people who found out about podcasts, when Serial became popular. Hello, everybody. This is Kevin Anderson, host of Bleak and Review, the post-Serial podcast. Just uh, trying to get into the mood to say words. I think I'm, I'm locking into it. It's been a fucking week, hasn't it? <laughs> Apologies uh, up top for the delayed posting of last week's episode with Ian Ager and Kevin Noonan. I had some... Uh, editing difficulties that I I have since found out how to avoid. And it was also New Year's Eve when I was editing it, so I didn't uh, finish that night. Instead, I got really, really drunk, because that's what you do, right? All right, this is going to sound like a bit, but I'm actually stopping the recording because I have to go to the bathroom. This bathroom break brought to you by Ziploc. Buy our bags, put stuff in them, keep shit good. Ah, yes. Thank you to our sponsor, Ziploc Bags, for that bathroom break advertisement. Uh, Yeah, what was I saying before I realized I timed this recording poorly uh, with my bladder? Um, (laughs) It's just been a crazy week, and my brain hasn't really been uh, too focused or good lately because I've been working a lot and dealing with the fact that, you know, mentally having to deal with the fact that our country just attempted to stage a coup upon the White House because our president, our sitting president, who, if at the time of the recording, has not been uh, 25th amendmented away, is still our, technically our president for a few more days, uh, encouraged it. He encouraged uh, a military coup or a foolish civilian coup, I guess you could say. And a lot of people showed up for it and some of them died, which, you know, I'm never here to advocate for cop murder, but, like, if cops got to kill somebody, I'm fine with it being them instead of, like, you know, a 17-year-old black kid who was just trying to, like, walk down the street. One thing I did find out is that uh, a really uh, noted hack piece of shit comedian, quote-unquote, from the L.A. comedy scene was part of that bum-rushing of the White House, this dumb shit. I I don't want to say his name because I don't want to give him notoriety, but I won't say his real name because his stage name is French Accent. I think he was on America's Got Talent or something doing his hack bullshit. He sucks. I've seen him on a lot of shows around L.A. And his whole act is basically he does a really bad French accent. He wears an eye patch and plays an accordion and tells rape jokes. It's so funny. It's so fresh and interesting. But that's what TV wants. You know, TV wants flashy and bad. So he got on TV once. And then, like, I just thought he was, like, a shitty comedian, you know. And then... Over the last couple of months, I would say since like March or April of last year, actually, I just started noticing him pop up on my social media feeds, like throwing this crazy alt-right bullshit out. One of those guys that types a lot and uses a lot of big words, but doesn't actually say anything. It's kind of the Ben Shapiro or Jordan Peterson method of, uh, or who's that other prick? Uh, who could care? There's a million of these fuckers on YouTube, and they all deserve to be hung. Um, <laughs> I am on one right now, but it's all fun, I swear, because I'm excited about this episode. Uh, 
he's just, you know, it's one of the pseudo intellectual types who really is just trying to justify his prejudices and hate and contempt for the lower class or whatever. I'm assuming he comes from money. I don't know much about French accents life, but I'm assuming he comes from money because he has a fucking accordion and hasn't developed, you know, emotionally since he's like 16. So fuck that guy. And I'm glad to hear he was probably hurt in the ensuing <laughs> bum rushing. That's crazy to me that he, he lived out here. So that means he flew across the country to uh, try to storm the White House because of the flawed stolen election that nobody oh my god if you watched any of those fucking senate hearings on this shit and the senate vote on it i watched about an hour of it before i wanted to throw up and it, i mean it's every pretty much everybody was just like this is fucking stupid we're not doing it we're not doing this recount we're not throwing out these electoral votes what the fuck is all this about you know republicans and democrats both saying that but a lot of people definitely distancing themselves from trump in the process who have absolutely aided and abetted trump's bullshit in the past and like the very recent past but it's nice to see them like acknowledging okay fine this ship's going down i should probably try to get on one of these boats you know throw the women and children out and i'll get in this boat and get away i am just popping off the top right now with a lot of thoughts i apologize for that because that's what intros are for right being loquacious and obnoxious it was really really devastating to my soul though anytime i did see there was only a couple moments of this but anytime you saw somebody during those hearings try to defend the the you know it was like the vote in the senate at least was like what 93 to 6 everyone 93 people being like what the fuck are we doing and six people being the craziest people i've ever seen in my life and i don't think they genuinely believe what they're saying i think they're just too they're in too deep you know but some of the craziest fucking bullshit I've ever heard people say and not as like a bit. So it doesn't make me feel very happy about the future of American politics, but at least people were talking shit about Mitch McConnell and Ted Cruz and all of these fucking villains that need to go away forever. So I have a little bit of faith in that regard. We'll see what he does. We'll see what happens. But I know what happens on this episode. Actually, I don't because I'm recording the intro before the bulk of the episode. But I know who's going to be on the show, so I can certainly talk about that. And I know it sounds like I'm on drugs right now because I'm talking really fast and stuff. But this is literally me being just kind of stoned and having not spoken to anybody all day. And I am just dumping words into this intro. <laughs> This is going to be fun. We got returning friends of the show, Nat Baymel and Eric Barnes coming up after the break. You know them. You love them. They've both been on the show. Nat has not been on in at least 100 episodes, which is devastating. And Nat's very funny. And Eric's been on in some, you know, quote unquote capacity, uh, maybe not as himself, but very often on the show. And uh, they're, they're, a great, they're a great duo. They're going to be talking about their new web series. That's coming out, which I just got to get a little sneak peek of and it found quite enjoyable. And then I do believe they have a hard out at a certain point after about 20, 25 minutes, at which point I'm going to be talking to some eccentric billionaires whose names escape me at the moment, but I'm sure I'll remember by the end of this sentence. And of course, their names are Thurston Rothschild III and J.G. Pennyfuck. Excited to see what they're all about. So we're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be back with more Bleak and Review with Nat Baymel and Eric Barnes after this.
Matt, the way your hair is structured, it always bounces back. So it's, I, I think you're going to be fine. I, I do have uh, weirdly shitty yet resilient hair. I've been it's told like, that by most barbers. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't mean that. I, I just meant it's more like memory foam in which it kind of just bounces back into place once it's all like, if I were to do an attaboy hair rustle. One time when I was a, it was just, when I was a kid, uh, yeah, one time when I was a kid, somebody accidentally dropped a bowling ball on the side of my head and it didn't disturb the wine glass on the other side of my head. <laughs> That sounds like true. a tr- that sounds like a troubled. Ch- See, Nat, you need to talk about your childhood more and your act because I don't know although, these things about you. <laughs> although oddly enough, Nat, uh, your hair is still very absorbent. I kept pouring this giant glass of blue liquid into your hair, and it just absorbed it right up, no problem. Oh, oh yeah, I've, and it was. He I've, also did that as a woman was uh, skiing in the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've I've pissed myself in Nat's hair so much, and nobody's been any the wiser. <laughs> this is most certainly true. <laughs> it's very absorbent. You're and well known in in the comedy circles. Uh, your your incontinence is well known, Kevin. Uh, oh yes, so. I would hope so. I would hope so. I I'm just happy. It's your trademark. That my, I'm hope I'm just happy that my incontinence is overshadowing my incompetence. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And with that note, of course, we are back here on Bleak in Review. I am Kevin Anderson still. You heard me in the intro. That was minutes ago. You know about it. Joining me here on this episode, so delighted to have them both back on the show in chronological order of how they're going to be introduced. Uh Uh-oh. What? What does that even mean? <laughs> Almost nothing. Almost nothing. But of course, the one immediately calling me out for um, failing at words is Eric Barnes. Hello, Kevin. I love you. <laughs> Hi, Eric. I love you. And the person being very patiently quiet with me, we also love him, Nat Baymel. Hello. I like you strongly. I would say that I love you, but I think it's the first time you've said love to me. And so I feel on the spot and I don't want to overwhelm you with my emotions. (laughs) That sounds apropos to many experiences in my life. Um, It's good to have both of you here uh, helping me figure out how to do multiple track recording sessions over uh, the internet. This is new. Hell yeah, man. I'm Watching the spikes here, I haven't seen this many track marks since blah, 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 blah. Courtney Love, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that's, by the way, if folks at home want to get into comedy, that's basically all you have to do is get the blah, blah, blahs and then just set up the idea of a joke and then it's done. Yeah, I mean, jokes are more fun when you give the audience the parts and make them construct it like Ikea or some shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make your own joke. Just add references. The Lafschenborgen. Um, of course. And <laughs> Eric and Nat, I'm so glad you guys are here, especially because I, as I mentioned briefly in the intro, just watched um, a little sneak preview of the new web series you guys are uh, working on uh, together. It was pretty fucking great. Aw, thank you for saying so to your listening audience. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I but hope if- that your listening audience also thinks otherwise as well otherwise you hope they think otherwise <laughs> i hope they I, I think they think otherwise as in they think it's the best goddamn thing on the internet as opposed <laughs> to just funny yeah uh, well, otherwise yeah well, uh, otherwise it's the other guys and the otherwise and i'm high and we're gonna continue going uh i was gonna say the thing i really already liked high. about it <laughs> already high uh, the <laughs> first time i've spoken to people all day 
in my life. No, I, the thing I was going to say is, <laughs> I know, I know. In chronological know. order? In chronological order. <laughs> All day the, in your life. Okay. In chronological order, here's the reasons I'm destroying this episode. Uh, a. <laughs> no, what I was scared, what I liked about it though a lot was because it is essentially, I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't, if you guys want to give a pitch on what the show is before I say what I loved about it, that actually might make this easier. Would you guys like to do the elevator pitch? No, yeah. Go ahead, bud. <laughs> it's called Look on the Bright Side. It's basically Adam ruins everything, but in reverse. <laughs> That's wow! I, that was a short elevator ride. I didn't know we were just going to floor two. <laughs> I, we oh, yeah. I figure with elevator pitches, I do it in a broken elevator that's careened to its death, and I figure eh, I might as well tell somebody an idea I had before I <laughs> remember four other things. You're gonna be on your deathbed, and like your loved ones will be surrounded you, and you'll just be like, "Just let them know that it's like Jaws from the perspective of the shark." Blah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, Ned, if uh, speaking of you know, you just uh, you just did what the show did, which is find a positive aspect of a broken elevator, <laughs> careening <laughs> to death, which yeah, is sort so, of what the show is. Yeah, the totally. entire show is every episode we take some topic that's terrible and we find all the good in it. The episode we sent to you, which will be the first episode, is America's shitty economy. Everybody complains about it. I've Heard my friends complain about it since 2008 when I graduated college. I figured here's 10 positives about it. And every week it's going to be, you know, anything from apathy to rejection to who knows. We'll see. I don't want to give all the episodes we shot away right away. You got to keep something in the back pocket. But yeah, on that tip, though, that's what I was going to say initially is like what I like about it is that I'm kind of not a fan of what some people who want to go like, what about the positives and things? And they try to make things like really saccharine and like, Oh, like that. What was the guy from the office who had that? Like, Oh, let's just listen to positive news about dogs that snowboard or whatever. And like, we don't want to think about like black lives matter and stuff. Like you guys aren't shying away from the reality of what's fucked up about the most recent, you know, recent years and stuff, but you're still making it entertaining and funny and charming and not just sugarcoating existence with a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Yeah, we we explained right up top. We're not saying any of this shit is good Mm -hmm. by any means. Uh, But at the same time, we just, you know, take our uh, our snark and comedic stylings and all that type of thing. And in Nat's case, his positive nihilism. And in my case, my realistic optimism and merge them together to form this thing that just is like, hey, shit's bad, but. At least there's corn chips. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. oh, I or- think, Eric, I think the episode title might be At Least There's Corn Chips. I don't know. I think that might, <laughs> that might be the episode title. <laughs> we'll find out later. But, but no, there's the thing that... <laughs> that it also needs to be the tagline for every funeral from now on. <laughs> well, uh, well, come Ned, for the I corpse, think, stay for the dip. <laughs> I, I Honestly, Ned, I think that, you know... Uh, we have a good tagline, or at least you have a good tagline with your classic catchphrase, fuck you, be nice. I'm perfectly fine with my the ending of, of videos if they were to end with me to be just, at least there's corn chips. <laughs> I think, I think uh, yeah, like a, 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 a fuck you, be nice, parentheses, also known as at least there's corn chips. Like, you know, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of those or, things. Well, there's Birdman, and then there's Birdman... At, 
or the Polar, whatever yeah the whatever of ignorance i forget the other the emancipation of harley quinn etc oh, yeah. <laughs> birds of prey uh also known as Har- and the emancipation of one harley quinn yes I yeah, the, the the actual full title is "Look on the Bright Side: Colon Please Sponsor Us Tostitos." Yeah, <laughs> and then and then colon colon then it just put your Venmos in there <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, I do really love the ethos of like "fuck you, be nice" slash at least there's corn chips because I've been struggling with that a lot this past year. Is like I still want to be what I do, what I do best, which is you know make people laugh and like and like find dark humor in the darkest of things but it's been so fucking bleak lately that like literally i'm way more i've been way more fuck you than i've been be nice you know what i mean and (laughs) i i'm trying to flip that around but i and i think watching your show helped me kind of contextualize that in my brain a little bit well yeah i mean thank that's that's very kind for you to say i'm gonna cut it out it's fine (laughs) 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 but uh but no, that's that's the thing about you know Nat and I, our, our personality. Like we we have two different uh, outlooks on life and all that, but they complement one another because deep in the root of it is, yeah, we don't like toxic positivity, we don't like toxic negativity. Right. I care too much. Nat doesn't care at all. <laughs> and. And that's the thing. And we find our happy medium of this thing that Nat uh, has um, has come to so eloquently to the point at which that that's, that's the title of his album. Uh, fuck be you, nice. be nice. Yeah, or, well, be nice. But yeah, fuck you, be nice. Listen, when it comes to this web series, I'm this is nat's baby i'm just the doula i just help out (laughs) here and there uh but yeah it's uh it's something that i'm very happy to be involved with and i'm glad to have have nat uh uh, essentially i'm glad nat asked me to be uh, a part of this so yeah absolutely and i think like and i know you guys have worked together for years now and you've known each other forever and so like you guys get that about each other so well and i think it does translate to to stage and screen uh <laughs> of course the silver screen and when you trod the boards uh but <laughs> yes remember that when we did that remember when we did waiting for godot uh back in 2012 oh, yeah yeah we did it at the arby's drive through <laughs> Right, and I believe I believe Nat, you had your big improv line that made headlines where you said Godot he did in, and everybody was in stitches. <laughs> oh, all of the curly fries that were given to us that day. All yeah, of them. You were, you were you were shrouded in the meats. People I were just sh- like pass the meats to the stage quick enough. They would pass the meats to the sh- to the stage. We had some Jamocha shakes. It was a it was a good day. It was a good RV <laughs> yeah. day. You didn't even have yeah. to use your AK. <laughs> Yeah, the only no. thing, yeah, turnovers were apple cherry and expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nat, I've always said about your acting prowess, you have that apple cherry jeans and the boots with the fur. <laughs> <laughs> which is All weird considering drive through looking at her. <laughs> well, which is weird considering when it comes to furry boots between the two of us, which one would you think would own a pair? <laughs> or be or be jacking off to Shrek. 
That's a thinker. That's a thinker. Furry <laughs> boots. There's puss in boots, furry oh. culture. There's a lot going oh. on in that joke. There's a lot going on okay. in that joke, and it probably wasn't worth it. Let's let's <laughs> let's break it down. Okay. <laughs> so one, you need to know Shrek. Two, you need to know Puss in Boots' association with Shrek. Three, you have to imagine Puss in Boots being sexually attracted to Shrek. Picture four, a world. <laughs> four, you're going to have to picture Puss in Boots putting his sword down and in the voice of Antonio Banderas, moaning at the th- thought and sight of Shrek and associating it with uh, leather, not leather, uh, furry footwear. And Five. Five. Yeah. While Smash Mouth is playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and guys, I know we didn't mean to, but we just made the most profitable deviant art account in history. <laughs> I don't know. There's so much Sonic out there. I'm, I'm afraid that. Is there a lot of Puss in Boots and Shrek uh, cross fiction? I don't There's know. Never enough is what I say. Never enough. I, yeah. I don't know, but I encourage people to tweet at Nat Baymel and at Eric W. Barnes and let him know as soon as you find some. Not me. Just send it to them. Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean not to at KB Anderson, yo? Don't oh, send it to that. Oh, curses. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm barely on Twitter these days. I've started a separate account for the Look on the Bright Side web series uh, at Look on the BS, funnily enough named. Hey, wait a and, minute. So <laughs> when I actually am going to go on my Twitter, who knows how many weeks from now, I'm just going to find nothing but Shrek porn and I'll forget <laughs> why and I'll be happy. <laughs> and you know, and that's the only thing is like eventually, you know, Nat, one day our ways will part and we'll have that moment of, hey, we'll always have Shrek porn and then you got to get on that plane to America and then it'll be over. Uh, there's a Casablanca joke in there somewhere. <laughs> and then and then you ask Sam to play uh, play the All piano. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine I mean, Rick, Rick Blaine storming out of the back room I, while All I, Star's playing going, never, I told you never to play this again. It makes me think of Elsa. <laughs> Kev, Kevin, I, Kevin, I know I was stumbling towards the punchline, but I was getting there. You didn't have to step I, on me. I, I, got, I, mean, I, I haven't got to step on you in so long, Eric. I wanted to. Completely... Completely besides the point, I for whatever reason, what popped in my mind was Shrek deep in a Facebook wormhole, getting into QAnon while Smash Mouth plays, now I'm a believer. <laughs> <laughs> QAnon, say the truth now. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, you mentioned capital. And one of us is French accent. He's a hack from L.A. Uh, Somebody once told me the election was phony. I ate the sharpest tool in the shed. You were looking kind of dumb. Wear it and mask up on your bum. And And Joe Biden has long been dead. (laughs) Well, the the deaths keep coming and they don't stop coming. Listen to the rules, but they didn't mean nothing. Uh, Did it make sense to ever try to help? (laughs) Don't wear a mask because that's gay as hell. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Epstein didn't kill himself. (laughs) Where could never saw myself some the footage. (laughs) (laughs) This is great, but I actually wanted to get back to uh, – I was going to say before we go to break here, um, Nat, you mentioned you're not on Twitter much uh, these days. And I'm curious, is it a mental health thing? Because you're usually very active on Twitter. You're, you're a Twitter boy. And I'm curious, are you just like I have to abstain for my own sanity or what's what's going on? 
It was that, but accidentally. So look at the bright side. We shot a whole bunch of episodes at once. And then afterwards, I kind of had to learn to teach myself how to edit and color correct and sound mix and create YouTube thumbnails. So I just had a preposterous amount of work that took up most of my time. And before I knew it, uh, about a month or so had passed and I hadn't been on Twitter. And I realized, oh, I'm happier now. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And then I think I went to tweet something and then just instantly felt gross, deleted it, and felt better. And wow. yeah, it's a it's a strange thing. It's like I understand it's you know part of our lives now, and especially in the entertainment industry, we need to cultivate that fan base and sure, keep sure. them involved and let them know, hey, look, I know how to make puns based off of current <laughs> events. So this way hopefully Jimmy Fallon can see it and uh get right. me on his writing staff. But right, uh, right. Ultimately, I don't know. Like, I I really enjoyed making look on the bright side, whether, you know, it takes off and is the start of something or it just does okay. It's like, oh, this is like me doing something that I put a lot of time and effort into. And I'm really, really happy and proud with the results. And it feels better than just that sort of like rat race to be the first one with the quickest take and trying to be like the most original and funniest and try to get the most lights. And also I realized like after a while, it's like, I've had a few things go viral. It doesn't really do much. It, you know, releases <laughs> yeah. dopamine in your brain for like 20 minutes. And then it's 100%. like, Oh, what next? It's like, cause I've seen, I have a friend of mine, uh, Harry Morose, very funny comedian. He, oh yeah. He's great. Yeah. He put out a tweet that literally got a million likes and he got like a couple hundred followers off of it. I'm just like, man, if a million lights gets you that little, what am I striving for? Right. I, the incremental me, like, building. Yeah. Let me put like my time and effort into something that I'll like tell day after day, like in my act or like a web series that I'll live forever as opposed to something that'll get buried in a feed. And people will like scroll. If people, people do scroll down, they'd be like, oh yeah, the president did say something stupid <laughs> on Twitter that one time. Right, right. And then there's that desperate last act of pinning the tweet where you're like, this was my good one. I hope more people... <laughs> I hope more people still see this later. And then yes. like, yeah, it's yes. fucking crazy. And, and with all that said, please like, and subscribe. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, follow, follow us, us on all platforms, on- Instagram, uh, QAnon. We got, we're on parlor. <laughs> Quibi. Follow us on Quibi. <laughs> Quibi. Follow us on Peacock. We're going to bring up CISO again. Uh, <laughs> bring that back from the, no, uh, at look on the BS on all the platforms. Just you all know, follow, the platforms. Every last that. one of them. Uh, do the whole YouTube bullshit thing because in, in all seriousness, like Nat said, you know, we we care and we don't about this type of thing. Yeah, uh, the, we, my, my favorite thing of every video is like I love the amount of work we put into like writing and crafting these jokes. But my favorite part of all of them is the end when we do the like and subscribe because you can just tell how fucking – I don't know how to describe a tone of voice more than just our tone of voice is doing a jerk off motion in the air with our hand. Oh, I gathered that. Absolutely. By the yeah. way. And that's how I feel whenever I'm like, I feel like that because I do this podcast and my other podcast every like week, like when I get to plugs and I have to do the plugs part, it's so fucking like, like I, I try to make it interesting now because it's so boring yeah. to me and feels so weird. I totally got that it, from your guys. Sucks, thing. But- but here's the thing, Nat and I gotta eat. So yeah, uh, shit, yeah, you do. Fuck yeah, yeah. Like, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. We hope you like it. Let us know. Write comments. Follow the shit. All that. 
nonsense. I'm doing the gross Absolutely. stuff now. That way, no, no, we and, can, and the, you know, don't worry. I'm I'm going to put the gross stuff in the it. episode. I'll put the episode, the gross stuff in the episode description as well, so people can click links right there. Uh, if they, yeah. And what, before we go to break here, I did have one thought that you guys made me think of. Wouldn't it be amazing if it Pixar's soul was about? going viral on Twitter and then the emptiness, how it didn't fulfill your life like, <laughs> instead of, instead of playing the jazz club that you thought would change your life. It's just like, Oh my God, I got retweeted by Cody Johnson. <laughs> well, it, it, what, what if it was, what if going viral was just the great beyond? And that's what's sad. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> oh. Oh my uh, God! You you think- die this the day Patton Oswalt retweets you, and you have to get back to Earth to capitalize yeah. on it with your next tweet, and then yes. it doesn't do anything, and you, you can't realize- find you go you go back because you can't find the right GIF to. God damn it! I knew this was on a Simpsons episode. They just didn't post it. God fuck. Ugh. The I, I if I did this at seven p.m. instead of five p.m., that would have gone viral. I know it's the algorithm. That's when East Coasters are home. <laughs> <laughs> I must retweet myself. Here's the- <laughs> Here's- Kevin, what's hilarious about this whole fucking thing was I literally we literally had that discussion about East Coast West Coast we earlier have- today. Oh, and I've had this conversation with Nat before also. And like, it's really funny to me that we brought it up. It's just so stupid that that's part of what we have to think about for what we've chosen to do with our lives. But yeah, it is well, evil. I fucking worked in digital marketing. And sadly, uh, it's sad that I know this shit. And it's, and it's, it's, how, I'm sad that that's how the world works now. Exactly. That's the thing is like you kind of have to I talk about this with my neighbor who's a, a music uh, a producer, an amazing musician, very talented, but he he's even, he like hates social media and is like disgusted with the fact that like he has to have an Instagram presence to be considered for anything. And like I'm not that far with it cuz like I've played into the system to some extent at this point, but like yeah, it does it does feel like a fucking weird chore a lot of the times. But that being said, everyone should definitely go follow Eric Barnes and Nat Bay Mel. And of course, uh, the bright side of bullshit and all that bright side of BS. Look at the right side. Uh, at Eric W. Barnes, at Nat Bay Mel, at look on the BS. At look on the BS or click the link in the episode description. Now, Nat and Eric, I know you guys have a hard out here. Yeah. Uh, you guys have to go uh, probably go make some more genius shit, some brilliant content for the We internet. have to go somewhere maskless. Is. <laughs> yeah yes you, you have to go demand to get a chili dog inside a place <laughs> well yeah because that's my american right of course it is that's uh, my human right for god's sakes i should be able to demand chili dogs massless no matter where i am on the planet if i am in the sahara and i am looking at somebody just poor and thirsty i demand a chili dog they are by human right needing to put it in my grubby palm and but basically what you're saying is that you cannot deny me the right to suck it on a chili dog outside of taste freeze. Yeah. <laughs> if I can't yell at a service person, then what's the point? <laughs> uh, well, I hope you guys have a good time doing that. We are going to go to a quick break. We do have some other guests coming up after this break. I'm excited to talk to them. I've only kind of interacted with them in an online capacity once. We have uh, eccentric billionaires Thurston Rothschild III and J.G. Pennyfuck coming up. Okay, good for you. 
I love that being a comedian means that if you hear a pause that goes on for more than three seconds, we have to fill it with a joke. <laughs> you have to, yeah, or or just rudeness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're gonna go to a quick break. We shall return with more bleak and review after this. And we are back here on Bleak and Review. I remain Kevin Anderson. The host of the show has not changed in the last few seconds. That would have been weird if it had happened. Uh, my dear first guests, Nat Mel and Eric Barnes, had to go. They were uh, out there uh, scouring Twitter and uh, doing the Lord's work, as it were. But uh, we do have two new guests on the show. I'm very excited to get to talk to them because they have never been on the show before, but they are eccentric billionaires and their names are Thurston Rothschild III and J.G. Pennyfuck. Welcome to the show. Charmed. You are very welcome for our presence. Also, can you please spray down this place? It smells of corn chips for your last guests. Oh no, the 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 whole the whole recording, the online recording smells of corn chips. It is smelled of fried mashed cornmeal into Mel- crisped form. It is malodorous to our refined olfactory holes. And then of course the last voice you heard, of course that's JG Pennyfuck. Yes. Yeah, so I just, want to make sure, I just want to make sure everyone puts uh, the voice to the name. And then, of course, the first voice we heard was Thurston Rothschild III. Hello charmed. again. Yes, very much charmed. Uh, and you you two are billionaires. Oh, so quaint. I mean, yes, you could call us that the way that you could call a millionaire a thousandaire or a hundred heir. <laughs> oh, no. So you have way more money than I thought. We actually don't know how much money we have. We actually can't it's count never that high. It's never been a problem. <laughs> yeah, you, you, that's probably what I would have to guess as part of the, you know, the crumbling middle class over here. I'm sorry? Uh, oh, you haven't heard of the middle class. Uh, oh, uh, millionaires. <laughs> no, well, sort of, sort of. Well, I'll, to help you out, I'll say yes. Uh, but it's, it's a thing of, uh, I always imagined in my, you know, uh, lowly state of life that I will truly have made it financially when I'm not aware of how much money I actually have and it's never a problem. Well, I suppose you could just ask one of your six butlers to count it for you. It couldn't take him that long. See, as a millionaire, I only have three butlers. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to. Uh, I must. <laughs> oh, could you imagine, JG? <laughs> yes, what? Are you on safari hunting antelopes again, Kevin? How preposterous. <laughs> I am on one of my classic antelope only safaris. That <laughs> is true. Oh, oh, JG. <laughs> Uh, are there any antelopes left? I thought that we <laughs> hunted them out uh, during our last excursion. <laughs> well, yes, we indeed did. But now we've just been hunting the most dangerous game, but we have fixed them with antlers beforehand. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. No. The mantelopes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. This is exciting. So so when you guys go out, this is a, uh, my, my safaris are, are paltry in comparison. You have a uh, human. Oh, Poultry? Poultry. You put Uh, men in chicken costumes and hunt them down. That actually does sound pretty appealing. Is this something that you've tried before? 
Well, uh, my twenties were a blur. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only thing we can relate on, as you being a uh, question mark in air and me being possibly a millionaire. Uh, we definitely our twenties both definitely a blur. Uh, but so you guys like to hunt, though. It sounds like mantelope season is is. Uh, are you still able to hunt? I mean, these are unprecedented times. I imagine that even maybe the wealthy, such as yourselves, are having trouble. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. They're, uh, first of all, what do you mean troubled times? Are, ah, right. are you millionaires having a difficult go of things? Has something happened? Yes, what is this problem? Uh, there's been a few things. Most notably, there's been a global pandemic, uh, COVID-19, oh, the coronavirus. Oh, I thought that you were talking about the... The wow. lack of sherry in the world. There was a sherry yeah. shortage, wasn't there, JG? Also, I'm just astonished that this global pandemic that our little errand boy, George Soros, kept saying he was on a perpetrate actually went through. I can't believe that that actually happened. <laughs> well, <laughs> money, good, money well spent, I'm sure, <laughs> yes. Oh, so you guys are in with Soros. Oh, if... He is in with us, please. He is sure. What? How do you say he is a wannabe? <laughs> As the Spice Girls said so eloquently. Yes. He's he's a pledge, much like Bezos and Musk. <laughs> wow! So you guys would even uh, defer Spice Girls wannabe status to folks like Musk and and Jeff Bezos? That's incredible. Well, we're just uh, we're just they're just pledges to uh, our. Our our society that uh, we're we're the reason we came upon this wonderful podcast. Oh, thank is, you so much! Is uh, to announce our membership drive. Isn't that right, JG? Yes, you see, we are representing the Richmond's Club, and we would like to have more members because you oh. know, mantelope hunting is fun and all, but it can get quite lonely when you're out there in the bush waiting on your prey to make itself known. And it would just be nice to talk <laughs> about stock dividends with someone other than the Thurston that you've known for so long. No offense, Thurston. <laughs> I love you, but I would oh. like to hear another perspective. And I would love to hear another perspective than yours, Pennyfuck. <laughs> <laughs> so Pennyfuck and Thurston, it sounds like uh, in this Richmond's Club, uh, it's pretty. It's lonely at the top, as they say. It sounds like uh, uh, you you guys are kind of maybe looking for a bigger to widen your social circle a little bit. Uh, what are the requirements? Oh, look- that while we are satisfied in our current relationship, we are looking for a third. Oh, oh, they, a unicorn. <laughs> oh, oh, the- <laughs> JG and I wipe those out. Decades ago. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh yes, they are quite gamey to the taste. I must say, overrated. I don't know why girls put them on their folders so often. If you wanted something that was more delicious, you really should put Nicaraguan babies. They are so delectable. <laughs> oh, um, they pl- they plump when you cook them. They're fantastic. Well, I'm learning a lot here, certainly. I think you may have uh, been slightly uh, confused by my, my verbiage there, and I do apologize uh, out of my deference to your status, of course. Uh, I was referring to oftentimes a couple, uh, when they feel their relationship has soured or gone stale, they will invite a third into the bedroom, hence a unicorn, which I will also say, having tried it, does taste a little gamey as well. <laughs> oh, do not mistake us. I have also had sets with a unicorn, and I must say... <laughs> 
their vaginal capacity is quite elastic. Impressively so, but if you want a good, good hump, you need to think outside of the box. I know our old deceased friend Jeffrey Epstein, he had his tastes, which personally I find disgusting. Sure. Nine, ten-year-olds, terrible. Too old. You must go younger. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) I prefer sperm. Unborn, <laughs> perfect. Which is why I, when I want to feel powerful, I want to feel nubile. I hire gadrels of men to just shoot sperm right in my face. Unborn, warm, squiggly. It's how I keep my youthful appearance. JG, I must say, I know you have a lot more money than me, but I agree with you. I think we can relate. I've always said that sperm is the veal of the balls. <laughs> Yes, JG is very uh, sexually experimental. Uh, I can remember the time in which we took the last unicorn horn and you pegged me with it. And it was quite interesting and smashing. I did not think I could come glitter, but there we were. (laughs) There it was indeed. You blinked so hard that time. You even let out a little harumph, which is the most... A, like erotic noise I've seen you make it forever. For you see, Kevin, when you yeah. have had everything in every way as we have, it, it is hard to climax in the way that we used to be able to. Oh, yes. sure. I can imagine. I used old, to be able thing. to. I used to be able to do a full climax of <laughs> but now it's simply a <laughs> ah, so it's like a little afternoon delight, like a little quickie. I'm sorry? Uh, it's, uh, it's like when you have, uh, sex in the daytime. Oh, uh, well, we have, we are beyond daytime and nighttime. <laughs> we run How? on our own calendar. <laughs> How are you beyond day and night? This is, that's a lot of money. <laughs> our friend George Soros has loaned us his weather machine, so we live in perpetual <laughs> dusk. <laughs> you know the phrase, I believe it is said, it is five o'clock somewhere. Oh, sure, Jimmy Buffett. Well, here it's five o'clock all the time. I've always said it's 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 four twenty somewhere. You know what I mean? Did blaze it? Blaze what? Oh, do you guys not? You guys, I believe you he's do. referring to that American gladiator we hunted last week, JG. Oh yes, he with the giant plastic Q-tip put up quite the fight. <laughs> now, now, I, I this sounds like you guys are having the time of your lives, and I'm curious because maybe some of our listeners would it love was to something join. unpredictable. Yes, <laughs> and in the end, just fine. But you know, it's it's great. So let's let's take this next question as a, a photograph in your mind uh hang it on a shelf uh for good health and good times uh what would one have to do require like what are the requirements to become part of your uh, richmond's club well a thorough background check will be investigated of course we want to make sure that you are indeed a rich man so no pores no women's I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't make the rules. These were passed down from generation to generation. But I would what is a let... woman but a poor man? <laughs> That's definitely not the episode title, but <laughs> it's pretty goddamn solid. So, okay, so you do a big old background check. You check tax records, finances. I'm make sorry? Sure, uh, ooh, ooh, uh, okay. Uh, just So how do you ascertain whether somebody's uh, wealthy? Just like take a peek at their bank account? Well, we actually count the number of butlers they arrive with, personally. (laughs) We have our butlers fight their butlers. 
And who, oh. and if they win, well, they're in. Oh, if they win, they're in. I like that. So, but here's, and I guess, I guess uh, my only concern about that for you on your behalf would be, what if it's like, you know, some, some poor who's hired some like UCB, like fucking improvisers to pose as butlers, but they're also like trained in stage combat. Like what if they won, you know? Well, if they're able to kill our butlers, then honestly, whatever means they arrived at to get there, we like that ingenuity. We will let them in for our butlers are the cream of the crop. Are you familiar with the pro wrestler Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Oh, certainly. Yeah. From the films uh, Santa with Muscles and No Holds Barred, my two the favorite movies. Yes. yes well, I, yeah. We, our butlers are clones of him from in his prime. <laughs> Was this before Hollywood Hogan or, or what are we talking Oh, this is Prime A W A nineteen eighty three. Also, he has an exoskeleton of pure metal, and he oh, also wow. knows how to give wonderful shoulder massages. He is yeah. rough to the exterior, but soft to the touch. We also have a few Sterling Goldens and Terry <laughs> the Rock, Bo- Terry the Hulk Boulders as well. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Okay. So you're pretty confident in your, your, your squad, but if someone were to defeat your butlers, I imagine you'd allow them in because I imagine you two are proponents of the idea that anyone can pull themselves up by their bootstraps in this country. Why? Yes. If you you can defeat our Hulk Ho gang, then yes, you (laughs) can absolutely join. Okay. That might be the episode title. Uh, Wow. Because okay. when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, you have to lift yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> now, so let's say hypothetically. Like a real American. A real American, like like your classic uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen's or your uh, Donald Rumsfeld's, whoever, you know, real American. I'm American's. sorry, I'm not familiar with those Jewish gentlemen. <laughs> Bruce, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, JJ, you card. <laughs> yeah, and that card is the Joker. Um, what I, what I, so what, what kind of uh, perks and benefits do being a, a member of the Richmond's Club uh, allow were someone to defeat said butlers? If I, oh. if I may, I, being a member of the Richmond's Club comes with certain benefits. First of all, you can join us in our, our daily buttery foot massage, in which Ooh. we take the butter made from the breast milk of the mothers of orphans and we have it massaged directly into our feet it feels good on the cords so you find orphans and then you biologically trace where their mothers were and you go find their mothers that they have never known and you get their breast milk and you make butter out of it and it feels great Indeed. Yes. That's okay. literally what I just said. I'm just making sure I got it all. I'm just taking notes here because I'm thinking of applying to be part of this club. Oh. Have you ever had the breast milk of irresponsibility and neglect? <laughs> uh, I believe I was raised with it. So, you know, it's hard to kick the stuff. <laughs> now, I know that you're wondering what happened to the orphans. I, I I was curious, but I assumed something bad, so I didn't press. But oh, if you, you want to fine, say, we just take their tears to make it into our champagne. Oh, I have heard that it has nice, uh, subtle notes of parentlessness. 
Why, yes, it does. And it's also very interesting, for you see, to be considered a champagne, it has to come from France, which is why we only have French orphans, which is why when we find orphans that aren't French, we actually fly them to Paris and have them uh, naturalized. naturalized. (laughs) Yes. That seems like a laborious process, but I respect the craft. But you can taste the difference. We have to do things. You could definitely taste the difference, yes. And on top of that, we have to do things the right way, don't we? That wasn't rhetorical, Kevin. Answer the man. (laughs) Yes. No, of course. Of course, we have to do things the right way. Yes. So, so that sounds nice. So you have your your uh, uh, orphan butter uh, orphan butter baths, uh, my favorite Doctor Seuss book, and <laughs> and then uh, like what would you say since you kind of perpetually live in dusk? What uh what's like a uh, like a fun like weekend like romp? Like do you guys go on? I know you go on these uh, mantelope excursions. Do you uh, do you? What other high society uh, activities could future members look forward to? Well, there is the German fight. Of course. <laughs> well, of course. Well, we just take two German citizens, have them black bagged, taken to our estate, and fight to the death in our pit. <laughs> now, I have to ask is it always German citizens, or is it yes! people that you fly into Germany and have naturalized as German citizens before they well, fight? I- as of right now, there are plenty of people in Germany, but once Germany has been fully extinguished, we will have people flown there. What? Fully extinguished? Well, when German people are extinct. Yes, there are only so... These are fights to the death, Kevin, you see, for what other type of fight is there? And we also do this quite often, alarmingly so, as our butlers keep nagging us about. And so... (laughs) They say if we keep doing this as often as we do, eventually we're going to run out of Germans. But you see, originally we like to have Germans fight other people from around the world. My father and Thurston's father before him used to have Germans fight all sorts of nations. But this got out of hand two times in the early aughts and also in the 40s. And so we had to schedule (laughs) to have the Germans fight just amongst each other. Oh, you're kind of localizing German rage. Quarantining yes. it, if you will. If I may use a big it, buzzword, you're quarantining it. Yes, there is a there's a quarantine and a tontine and all the teens involved. <laughs> now, I mean, God, you're richer than sin and you sound like you live such fantastic lives. I have to ask, how did you come into your your vast wealth like what is what is the secret for someone like me who wants to aspire to your level how do i live as fruitfully as you do be born into it oh okay (laughs) of course we come from and on money kevin (laughs) okay so so uh, in lieu of being born into it the next best thing is to jack off on a pile of money and then you know it's like a the vision board in a way Well, actually, we don't do it wishing for it. There's just so much money spread about that anywhere we finish, it's inevitably going to get on the bushes, which is (laughs) uh, the the domination of $100,000 bills we have lying around on the floors. Oh, my God. There's been a Kennedy cum rag or two in our society. (laughs) A Kennedy cum rag or tea for two, right? Why, yes. See, we come from such 
extravagant wealth that all of our parents have been jet setters going from country to country and that is why my accent fluctuates as much as it does hey I, <laughs> hey, hey hey my brother i've i tried character work on this podcast i get it i know how it goes you don't gotta explain nothing to me anyway it's, uh, <laughs> sorry i i didn't mean to laugh right there i actually just came a little bit that's what that was it was like, oh, just quite uh, i'm figuring it out I, i'm figuring out the uh, the trick here it's exciting I'm, I'm excited about this i understand all this orphan talk is enough to rile up any middle classer and if, you're, <laughs> and if you're anything like jg and i we have suits made of the finest of silks and oh, it just comes out whatever it wishes oh that sounded like a big come <laughs> Oh, yes, I'm going to have to have Hogan 72 come and mop me up. <laughs> Hogan 72? <laughs> well, yes. Isn't he a character in Overwatch? <laughs> He's that the might... 72nd clone of the Hulkster. Himself. Not to be mistaken with the 1972 Hulk Hogan clone, which is him when he was a young man, still chunky and rotund around the waist, before he was motivated to lift weights, win championships, and not let his daughter date certain folk. <laughs> and that's the that's the the golden years, right? The Sterling Golden Years, yeah. Ah, nicely done. Now, I do, I do, I do wonder though, because I mentioned earlier uh, something about this coronavirus, and you seemed very confused by it. You weren't sure what, what I was talking about. Yes. Uh, are you? Are you based? Where are you? Where's your like home base for this club? Are you based in America, oh, or do you kind of oh, just travel on, the world? Hold on, you're getting ahead of yourself, Michael. I may be. We can't just give you the uh, location of our. Fantastic exclusive club. Okay. It has to be around international waters in order for us to do what we like to do. For that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So you got, I'm assuming, some pleasure crafts out there in uh, uncharted seas. If oh. you're talking about boats that run on coming, then yes. <laughs> whoa, whoa, this is a, that's a, that's an exclusive. I can't wait. Your boat is fueled by cums? Well, a pleasure craft, or what else would it run on? <laughs> and so you see this is also just our weekday getaways this is work based we like to combine business with pleasure crafts however uh, for the weekends just to divulge a little secret don't tell anybody but we actually have spaceships to go to our hollowed out moon base for oh, our whoa. weekend activities Oh shit! I may have heard something about that from. Uh, I must have been a mutual friend of ours, uh, George Soros. I think I heard something about these moon bases, but I'm not very uh, familiar. Is that kind of like your, uh, uh, like you know, I just want to get away and like you know have have some peace and quiet for a weekend? You go to the moon. <laughs> the fact that you think we would be with George Soros's Earth moon base? No, 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 no. We. <laughs> Are on the moons of Jupiter, my dear boy. Whoa! Yes, there's too much debris on Earth's moon. We prefer the Jupiter moons. Yeah, it's like the Jupiter moon and weather suits us well there. It's like the Earth moon is like Brooklyn, and Jupiter moons are like Bushwick, right? Earth moons are easy. <laughs> 
<laughs> you ever uh, you ever take any uh, any uh, any friends up there? Uh, have yourself a nice romantic getaway on those Jupiter moons. Uh, how does that, how does that work? Well, yes, Making of course. I bring I bring Thurston with me every time I go. All right. <laughs> We I bring each about- other. Sometimes we bring a couple of paramours just to spice it up a little bit. Ooh, paramours. I do enjoy that word. Yes, and by that, he, of course, means clones of the pop-punk band, of which we are so fond of. Very well, much so. That's what you get if you let your money win, good Kevin. Oh, and that's, oh, oh, oh. You, you take them to those moons of Jupiter to take care of a little bit of misery business, Am I, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and we have officially exhausted all the references I will understand <laughs> from this. For well, we're just we're just a couple of rich men that just enjoy the looks of Paramore, and believe me, they aren't singing very much, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And I I do agree. Continuing this Paramore reference thread would be hard times. Okay, cool. I'm out too. All right, so let's go. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Uh, so that's amazing. So you're, you guys could do whatever you want. Why, uh, why, if you're just learning, like, you know, there's, you have the money. I feel like you could probably help a lot of people that are dealing with this virus on earth. Like, has that ever crossed your mind or does that seem like a, a collie wobble to you? Oh, give our money to others. Yeah. Pitch posh collie wobble. I'd say. Yeah. Not a fan of socialism. I presume. (laughs) What? Wait, wait, did you come? <laughs> Out of fear, yes. Oh, oh no, a fear come. Oh, uh, Hogan 79. Mop me, please. Oh, dear. Fear come. That will fuel our vessel for the seas for at least a fortnight. Uh, Thurgood, sir, I'm here. It's me, Hogan 76. Would you like Why me to Why does your voice come? not sound like Hulk Hogan? Uh, because I did a lot of whippets with the lads, sir. I'm so sorry. I can. Why I can are you British too? I'm not sure what I am, sir. Do you have a tuppence for me? I have to go. Bye. Oh. Who was that fucking guy? What was that? Should I cut that? Oh, that was. <laughs> no, no, you can no, leave, no. It. <laughs> leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. After being cloned so many times, there are obvious problems. <laughs> Yes, I, I totally okay. forgot that Hogan had one 29-inch one python and one negative 15 python, and one was actually a python. Which makes it very <laughs> difficult to rip his shirt off and wipe Thurston's chest off with. Uh, well, and you know, and it's important to remember that everybody's having a hard time, you know, equally. Like, it, everyone oh, has their own understanding hard. of struggle. Yes, I'm definitely hard this time. Oh no! <laughs> so I mean, so obviously, uh, uh, we want people to join this club. Uh, if you could, if you want to say something directly to the listeners of this podcast right now to encourage them to uh, apply to be part of your club, I am giving you the floor to say your piece. The floor is yours. Take it away, boys. After uh, you, Thurston. Oh, thank you, Petty Fuck. You are so generous with your time. Not much <laughs> time. <laughs> yes, uh, good listeners of the Forbes podcast. I Ooh. <laughs> reach out. I'm sorry. What's the problem? Uh, I, nothing. I have a reveal for you later, but just keep going. Good listeners of the Forbes podcast, you and your money are being put to waste with these philanthropy endeavors 
why not just say fuck it all and join us at the Richmond's Club, where me and Pennyfuck will entertain you with German fights with our Hoganized butlers and <laughs> with our sweet, creamery, orphany, buttery massages. And if you and- join, you can be the third and perhaps even fourth members of this esteemed establishment. We can fit up to five in our shuttle to Jupiter. Ooh, that is tantalizing. I like that. Uh, I yeah, I think people should definitely join. How would they? Um, how would they go about applying? Would they email you? Would they send you a carrier pigeon? Uh, personalized chauffeur. Send your boy over to us. Oh. The well, your boy. You know your what boy. we mean. Well. <laughs> Yeah, your your dog, your your yes. your man's best friend. Yes, the boy, the half man, half dog servant <laughs> of yours. Yes, of course. Send him with a satchel of cash and ha- tell teach him the special handshake that all billionaires know. <laughs> the what? Which Instead- will be difficult for his lack of thumbs. <laughs> yes, yeah, so- but we can figure it out. It'll and send them to international waters. And hopefully we'll find him. Send send them to international waters. <laughs> yes, care of international waters. <laughs> so just kind of nine four two Penny Fort Lane International Waters. <laughs> you have a private drive in the international. Oh 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 zero. Oh oh oh. I love it. Okay, so basically just send all oh, of your horrible oh, human-dog hybrids out to the middle of the ocean, and hopefully or, they'll survive. Or have your boy call a phone number, 1-800-So 1-800-GOOD-COME. <laughs> 1-800-GOOD-COME, right? That's, well, that's, no, that's, 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 that's just a, a typical laugh. I, oh, that wasn't a come. I'm trying to figure out what makes you come because I want to join your club really bad. So I'm trying. Well, if you I, join our club, you'll find out what makes you come. Uh oh. My come is unpredictable, but in the end, is right. Well, and the, and, and I what hope, comes out is always white. And, <laughs> and we will always have a time of our lives. And even though it might give you a fright, it still will be right at this time of night, which is dusk always for us. This is true. I, you've I, learned the song that we sent you. I did. I did. And I'm really, I'm actually, uh, uh, as per required by, uh, you know, the email that you sent to have you on this show, uh, I am getting the, those lyrics tattooed on my clavicle bone uh, later tonight. You know, Kevin, if you wish to join me and uh, to discover what makes me come, I do still have, uh, well, I've, Worked past unicorn uh, pegging and moved straight on to narwhal. If you will. ooh, that's that's wow, that's that's new. I if that's what's going down at international waters, I will definitely send my fucking man beast hybrid to paddle around in uncharted territory long enough to find uh, Pennyfuck Avenue. And because I'm curious about some narwhal pegging, that sounds exciting to me. Well, no, you are only a millionaire, and frankly, ah. that disgusts us. Deeply to our core. We have been vomiting off mic this entire interview. We didn't want to tell you because 
frankly, we don't care about you, but <laughs> that's you know what I appreciate if your, your listeners. Candor. If your listeners are rich and men and want to join a society of rich men, well, our pitch has been made. The elevator pitch. Our elevator pitches are much longer. For our f- buildings are several thousand stories tall. Oh yeah, this this whole I feel like this whole segment, this whole thirty minute segment, has been one joyful elevator ride to the center of the earth. I love it; it's great. Um, Who told you where our location was? Oh shit! Okay, well, I guess uh, I guess at, at this now is as good a time as any to get to plugs because I feel like I'm seeing a sniper bullet on my head right now, a sniper uh, 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 laser pointer. I so shall not be party to this. I, 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 I fuck. Let us be on our way and doff our top hats and swing our canes so that we may thrash this Anderson should he ever come near us. With haste, Hoding, carry us away. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. They just marched off of the Zoom call and they're gone now. And it's just me. And the sniper seems to have left my apartment roof. That's good. So I guess so I don't yeah, know, Nat, your your thumbnails are doing great. Whoa, whoa! Is that Nat and Eric? Are you guys back? Yeah. What did we miss? Yeah. Oh, uh, the ride of a lifetime, and I'm not talking about the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland. Oh, what were you talking about? <laughs> uh, two very scary, murderous old fucks who come with orphan butter. It's a long story. I advise you wow. go back and listen to the rest of the episode. <laughs> you had Statler and Waldorf the Muppets on your show. It kind of oh, felt like that a little I bit. Love those guys. Oh God, were they were were they making fun of all the Muppety things that were happening? They were. They were making. I mean, I was doing some Muppety shit, and they definitely held my feet to the fire on it. So I think they were to an extent doing that. Were they kind of uh, like those uh, those uh, rich guys from Trading Places? Yeah, a little bit. There was a little bit. There's a lot of allegories that could be drawn. <laughs> Uh, illusions maybe is the word yeah who could, who could care because you guys have arrived at just the perfect time eric you always seem to do this on the podcast which i love we are at plugs right now can you imagine i you know what i swear i must have some weird superpower that just always shows up for in time for the plug segments on the show and that you often don't randomly show up perfectly on time but you're starting to get it and i love that about you yeah i'm kind of just following eric's coattails by the way, Coattails <laughs> would have been a good reference if there were uh, rich people on that they could have brought up, but are just now realizing you know, that I, was I uh, opportunity lost. You know <laughs> what? I I agree, but you know, I think that you uh, did a good job creating some fun things. Should should that have been a thing that you've done? Here's the I thing: mean, act like yeah. a rich person. You could beat yourself up uh, over missed opportunities and uh, uh, and callback realm all you want, but if we did that constantly, I wouldn't have a career. So, well, <laughs> shit, we're not going to thrash you with a cane or some bullshit like that. Oh, uh, good, because those other guys, I was pretty sure they were going to do that. So I'm oh, glad that you well, guys were. They're dickholes. Anyway, I, go I'm ahead. Pretty sure- <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure this episode says this is coming out on uh, Friday, uh, January 8th, the year of our Lord, 2021. Uh, obviously, we've got uh, we talked a little bit about it at the beginning of the show. But uh, if you guys would like to replug anything right now, uh, take it away. Yes, yeah. go for oh, it. Wait. Oh, OK. You? I, 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 you know what, Nat? I insist. Okay, I was just going to say when they said they were going to thrash you with canes, I don't, I know I missed them, but I assume they implied not 
walking canes, but Kane, the Undertaker's brother, that they were going to beat you with like a club. Anyways. Yeah, they were going to lift them up by the foot and just smash them. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the plug. <laughs> that, that is, is the, the plug. plug. Is that... Kane, the Undertaker's brother, who I remember from WWF Raw on my N64. <laughs> yep. Yes, that uh, three-minute late joke is my plug. <laughs> along... <laughs> Along with what, Nat? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, if we didn't mention it already and talked about it for about half an hour, Eric and I have a web series. It's called Look on the Bright Side. You can find it on all social media at Look on the BS, where our first episode is going to officially drop on Tuesday, January 12th. And we'll be releasing a couple episodes every Tuesday after that. So be on the lookout oh, yeah. for it. Kevin liked it. Kevin yeah. liked it. The guy whose like podcast it. you're listening to right now liked it. So if you like him and he likes you by the laws of transitive property, you should also like it. So watch it, please. And thank that, you. That's literally, Nat, I got to say, that's literally the most bleak and review plug you could have done. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly the correct well, cadence. You nailed it. And I love you. <laughs> I, well, I will also uh, tag in and say follow Nat on Twitter at Nat Bamo and check out some of his tweets both past and present because he's hilarious follow me on twitter at eric w barnes oh i was gonna do that i was gonna say and i will say follow eric at eric w barnes on twitter for well you said friend friend Friend. you did you did get to say it just now because i appreciate it because I insist on talking when it's not needed. It's okay. No. <laughs> but uh but yeah, please uh yeah, just do everything that Nat just said. Watch uh, look on the bright side, see if you like it. If so, like, subscribe and all that fun shit. And uh also I'd like to plug that uh my birthday is on Sunday, January tenth. Oh, yeah. So uh and uh, uh daddy looking for work. Uh so <laughs> Oh, if you want to, so uh, I'm not above. Uh, as you can clearly see, as you, as you clearly will see on Tuesday, January 12th, I'm not above plugging my Venmo at e r i k dash b a r n e s. If you want to send a little bit of birthday love my way, I ain't gonna stop you. But I, but if not, a simple uh, just treat people well on my yes. birthday. And every about, day, regardless about, uh, of regardless of whether you like me or not, do that. <laughs> I think that is a very that's a great plug, and I want to piggyback on that with getting my bullshit out real quick, just by saying you know where to find me at KB Anderson Yo and all the stuff. Go to Patreon.com/slash Bleak Interview to hear extra content that I make, uh, including the show Fun Hinged with Hollis Black. We have a Pet Scop episode coming out, and that shit is fucked up. I uh, can't wait to talk to you all about it, and I will piggyback. On Eric's plug with, fuck you, be nice, and at least there's corn chips, everybody. That's a good place to end the episode. I think I should just end it. Thank you guys so much for being here. Dude, thank (laughs) Thank you you so much for having us, bud. I love you both individually uh, and as a unit. Everyone should go follow Eric and Nat. They're fantastic. And have a great week. Fuck you, be nice. At least there's corn chips. We'll talk to you next Friday, everybody. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye Bye.